self-preservation is needed at times. Times when you feel like people are just completely taking advantage of you. I understand that a lot of people are like, well, I have the fight or flight mode. Yeah, there is the fight or flight mode, but sometimes you need it in the act of courage. I remember when I was 14, I lived in Ontario. I lived in Curtis, Ontario. I <laughs> I had a science project that was due, and I knew it was due. I should have done it a bit of time ago, but I was helping my family, you know, cooking, cleaning, and stuff like that. Um, helping my brothers and sisters with, with homework and watching after them and all these different things. I remember my mom came home and my brother was on, on the phone talking to the next door neighbor's little boy. And I needed to do my science project, so I needed the phone. And he was stalling, stalling, stalling. My brother and I, we didn't get along when we were kids. Um, which is interesting because we have the same astrological sign, but um, we, we just didn't get along as kids. I think most siblings don't, but... <laughs> um, there was a point in time later on where we got along, but at this specific night, I was getting so frustrated because I couldn't use the phone to do my project. So I kept going into this room and like, hey, get off the phone. I need to use the phone. And then he just kept stalling and stalling. And then he started talking about Pokemon cards and then all these and I'm like, this is ridiculous. And I asked my mom, I'm like, can I just go over to her house in order to finish this project? And she's like, no, look what time it is. Why would you, who, why would you go over to anyone's house? And it's, I knew I shouldn't have even asked to go over to her house because when I was younger, I wasn't allowed to go trick-or-treating. I wasn't allowed to do sleepovers. I had a really strict household. I would, you know, come home from school, help your brothers and sisters with homework, help them take baths. You have to do your homework, make sure dinner's ready, all that, all that. So we had a, a pretty strict household. Um, we had a nanny but I don't know what my mom paid the nanny for. Maybe it was a formal thing, because I did everything. And so I finally got fed up. I went into the room and I was like, you know what, you are, you must be gay or something. And then he started, he got so mad, he hung up the phone, he charged into my mom's room, and he said, Jessica called me gay. Now, Jessica is my, my middle name that I go by, which is a very unique story in, in itself. But he, then he started fake crying. And I'm just like, what is going on? I'm 14 at the time. My brother is four years younger than me. 
is it right to call someone gay? No. At the time, I don't even know the difference or understand (laughs) what it even means to be gay besides liking the same gender, having sex with the same gender, or whatever the case is at that time. And so my mother and I got into a huge fight, huge fight. And she's like, why would you call him gay? He's not gay. Like, that's that's not something that you would say. And I, I didn't understand. Once again, I didn't understand. Um, but she took it to another level. In my culture, when a, a man is gay, it's a big thing. It's It's not right. It's not seen as right in the eyes of the Lord. It's just not right. And so we got into a huge fight. Um, my mom and I, we started to get into a physical fight at that point because there's so much anger that's pent up at this point of me consistently giving to my, to my family and I'm not able to do simple things, go, go to my friend's house, you know, simple things or what I would deem as simple things. And so... After that, she's like, you know what? If you want to act like this, you're free to leave. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, you want to act like this? You're free to leave. So I stuffed as much clothes into a garbage bag as possible. And I left 10 o'clock at night. And that's when I realized that when someone is consistently pushing you into a corner or doing or or treating you a way that should is is not right you need to stand up for yourself you need to and it doesn't matter if it's your brother sister mom um someone that you work with you need to stand up for yourself self-preservation sometimes people feel that feel as though that's a bad thing sometimes it's a good thing because You need to have boundaries. You can't just give all of yourself to people because they'll consistently continue to take. And in this case, um, that's exactly what what happened. Um, there's so many other stories, but I'm just telling you this story not for you to feel sorry for me or to uh, to impress you that I, I did that at the age of 14. It's honestly to impress upon you the fact that you need to set specific boundaries. And if you don't, then you'll be consistently giving pieces of yourself and then you'll have nothing left in order to to better yourself or to even learn how to live with yourself all these different things you know now thinking back I had to have tremendous courage in order to deal with situations like that I hope that you guys you know take my my story and maybe find a similar story that you guys have and Understand that it's okay. 
it's okay to say no. It's okay to say this is not right. It's okay to say I need to do something for my life in order to better myself, in order to be a better person for my children, in order to be a better aunt, in order to be a better employee, in order to be a better friend, in order to be a better girlfriend. You need to set specific boundaries with people in order to preserve your your insanity. <laughs> like, you know, um, and that's why I wanted this to be my first podcast because I've had to go through a lot in order to become the person that I am today. And I know that different situations at the time I didn't understand why I was going through them sorry guys my voice is kind of hoarse just because I just woke up and I this is honestly like you know sometimes I I wake up and I write and instead of waking up and writing today I decided to wake up and do my first podcast because I realized how important these little things have happened to me and hoping that in my journey of becoming a speaker that I'm able to help other people while I'm on my journey of bettering myself and and like I said becoming a speaker and and helping others because this is my true passion and what I what I feel that I was put on this earth to do. And so let me know, like, have you had these experiences where it's like, oh my gosh, you find out like what, 10, 15 years later, like, oh my gosh, wow, like I had to go through that in order to understand this now? That's, that's crazy. And once you realize, you know, for me, everything I'm saying when I say you, I'm 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 speaking in the in a different context, but all all these things that I've gone through, it's just, you know, guys, like it's just one of those things that you realize that you had to go through in order to be your best self, your better self. And I'm so excited for you guys to be on this journey with me. Operation self-preservation is very, very important. And I'm going to have many um, podcasts like this uh, sharing my story. And I would love for you guys to, to share your stories too. But for the most part, you, and by you, I mean me. <laughs> Building a better community within yourself helps you be a better person within your community. And that's why for me, I'm a self-help advocate. I'm a self-help activist, I feel, because it's so important. And through my journey, you guys are going to see... 
me go through these different situations in order to be a better me. And I really want to share that because I feel like the more that we share, the more that we feel like we're not, we're not alone in life. Because I may have the same story that someone else may have, you know. Operation self-preservation. Okay, so I'm here with Meng. Hello. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Living a life one day at a time, you know. <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so May and I were having brunch, and we... Really yummy brunch, too. It was really good. It was so good. I love Eggs Bunny. Yeah, it was like the soft, I got the soft, what do they call it? The soft uh, poached? Yeah, soft poached. I've never had it before, that was interesting. You liked it? I liked it, I actually did, it was I really, really good. I really liked it. Um, I'm such an Eggs and Bunny girl. <laughs> Over Eggs and Bunny, we were talking about... Um, like different relationships and stuff like that and then it kind of got us to thinking about like toxic relationships and this how we just don't need them in our life we're better off so but, yeah i think there's also comes a point and i th- i think everybody's life that they will encounter those relationships mm-hmm. and it doesn't always have to be like a like a dating relationship it can also be like a toxic friend or a toxic family member yeah that's true true yeah so we um we're thinking like five ways to tell that you're in a toxic relationship so we're just gonna go with number five first which is shame trip mm-hmm. so what does this mean to you like for me i don't know shame tripping like what does that mean to you I just think it. a lot of it has to do with, like, psychological manipulation. Like, I just For feel sure. like, you know, <coughs> it's, like, a toxic family member or, like, a toxic dad or a mom. It's, like, it's, like, that feeling of, like, no matter what you're doing, no matter how hard you try, it just... They like, just always, like, place shame on you where... You're not good enough. Yeah. Or, like... You can always do better. You can always do better. Like, and it's always your fault so it's not you know it's always you taking accountability and it's like that finish line <coughs> on a racetrack it always gets pushed further and further back yeah they're always dragging it out yeah it's a never it's like a never ending shame spiral yeah and it just I think it really does affect especially if it's like a family member too it really kind of shapes how especially for me how I what I believe and how I meet people, like when I meet people, how I like engage with them, like, and how I, and just kind of like the the friends that I have in my life too, just like, or people that I've encountered before Mm -hmm. that took me so long to cut out because I believe that those were kind of the normal relationships. Yeah. That those were the kinds of relationships that were like, oh, okay. That you deserved, maybe, at the time. Oh, you know, they're saying that they don't want to or do this with me like they need this and that oh but that's just how them showing me that they they love me that they're give because they're giving me at least some kind of attention that 
that makes them a good friend, that they're showing love. Ooh, didn't. You know. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of one of those, like, you just feel like you're you're in this space that's just so dark and heavy and seated. and. So that brings me to the next one, then. Yeah. So um, not being mo- emotionally available. Yeah. And I just feel like, honestly, when it comes to, like, friends that I've people that I even met like in workspaces too it's like they'll make plans and I mean there's there's some that are like you know what let's let's do this or let's do that and they're like and then they the next day they bail on you and it's like kind of like that wishy-washiness yeah but when it comes to like toxic relationships I feel like it's like an ongoing thing it's consistent like, yeah it's like repetitive it's like a pattern it's like something where like you know I feel like people just doing this thing that just irks at me and I feel like I just yeah it just shuts down shuts down so you shut down emotionally yeah like and once you realize that they shut down emotionally then you shut down emotionally well I would say because they shut down if anything like if it was like um like one friend that I had who you know, that I was supposed to plan, like, a little, little trip on, a, like, 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 a little hike, you know, and we were supposed to go, and then they said that they, that, that this happened, and they want this now, they want to go here, and it's just, like, you kind of just feel like you're, you're giving so much to them, and it's, and it's always like that, it's always like they, they'll, they always ask you for things. Which brings us to our next one. Yeah. Who's a better lover? So, number three is who's a better lover. So, that's how I feel like it's like you're always being emotionally available. And the more that they shut off emotionally, you're just like, oh, maybe I need to, like, keep emotionally compensating. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like a never-ending cycle. It's a never-ending cycle. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, so, yeah. And then obviously, too, it's like, again, with even with like family relationships, it's like with like a mom who's like always saying like mean things or saying things that, you know, nobody should ever really say to like a kid growing up. It's mm-hmm. like... You know, it's like a never-ending cycle of like it's 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 it can it it can so quickly go into a state of abuse to a point because it is such a repetitive pattern of them doing things to you and them always taking from you and it's yeah it's just it, it's I think there's it, that creates a lot of pain especially for myself too because I feel like I'm coming from a background and upbringing that's like cons- extremely conservative and. You know, incredibly Chinese too, so it's like, and I think I was saying this to you earlier, it's like, you know, when a lot of immigrants come to Canada, it's like Canada embraces these immigrants, but sometimes these immigrants, a lot of times, and for me, they don't embrace Canada, they don't embrace liberal values, and it just ends up being this like, oh, well, you know what, I'm bringing up this child, but I'm still going to be strict with them, and even beat them. Like even 
<laughs> yeah, no, it just yeah, do all like, these awful emotions. Just well, like, things to them. but the thing is, is that like, it's something that they learned from their childhood, and that <laughs> it is generational. Maybe, maybe they don't see any other way, so might as well do the way that I was raised. Sometimes that's how it is. Not saying it's right. Because no. obviously You're choking. <laughs> you choking are on, on my neck. You're on my neck. <laughs> You're Get choking off. on something. Get off my neck. Um, uh, better take some water, girl. <laughs> better drink some water. <laughs> um, no, but like... That's just... That's how I feel. Like, I'm not saying it gives them an excuse, but I do empathize with that um but I totally agree with you like sometimes like I'm first generation Canadian yeah and it's so like hard sometimes like uh like I I wasn't even allowed to go trick-or-treating when I was a kid yeah I, I definitely it was crazy didn't really do much of other things too right but really that's go. but that's like the western culture norm of like going trick-or-treating and stuff like that like i don't even think most of the western culture even knows why they actually go to trick-or-treating but that's a whole nother story right. um yeah, but it's but, like yeah like i know so many people like my friends who you know um who did like things like oh boy scouts or like summer camp and all that kind of stuff oh yeah and then although We're part totally of it getting off topic okay <laughs> oh, that's okay. But it's like, it goes back to the point of like, you know what? At the end of the day, it's like, it is a value-based thing. And I think it, because of those beliefs that they obviously, you know, especially if it's like an immigrant or it's like conservative values, sometimes those values translate into toxic relationships where it's unequal, where it's like, it turns abusive. If that makes any sense. Like, you yeah. know, they use those things to... Turn the turn it into like a shame spiral where you're like you're never good enough. 